James Crowley's Infinite Playlist, the podcast where I try to hear every song that's ever existed. I'm your host, James Crowley, and it's a solo week this week. Um, I've been traveling a lot uh, and been super busy with work and writing for Atwood and things like that. So I, I've, been <laughs> I've been hella busy. I haven't really been working on securing guests, but that's okay. It's just it's just you and me this week. It's intimate. It's really sexy this week. And you just get to, you know, I kind of like it being a little bit laid back and just me talking about what I've been listening to this week. Uh, so this so this is cool. This is awesome. Um, before I get into the nine songs that I picked out for this solo list this week, uh, I want to let you know, please follow me on Instagram at James P. Crowley. Follow me on Twitter at James P. Crowley 68. You could go to my website, jamespcrowley.com. I should really just go by James P. Crowley by now, but I don't. I'm, uh, I'm unfortunately, I just go by my, my regular name. I don't know. The P would, the P would be pretentious, although I've got comics that I like, like Louis J. Gomez that, that do that. I don't know. It would be cool. I I one time had had it signed up like that at an open mic because my my autofill in the online sign up put the P in, and I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. But um, but yeah. Um, please follow me on all socials. A uh, lot of a lot of cool things going on. That's also where I post whenever I have a show, or you know when there's a new podcast or anything. You know, I've I've been really busy. You know doing this, doing the Burger a Day podcast, getting out, doing comedy, hitting open mics, you know, and, and you know, just living the life. And also, um, if you want to see me do comedy, the day after this comes out, this is going to come out on September 18th. Um, I will be at the opening show for the White Plains Comedy Club in White Plains, New York. Um, brand new club that Frank Pellegrino, great guy, uh, he also runs Lucy's Laugh Lounge in Pleasantville and do, does a lot of great things for the comedy community. Uh, he is opening a brand new club in White Plains, and he's doing a, a free show to kick it off. Just a lot of, you know, local comedians and a lot of great comics on that show, a lot of friends, a lot of people that have been on this podcast. And uh, I'm excited to go. I'm excited to just check out the club. Uh, and he's got he's got big names coming through. He's got Stormy Daniels as the opening show. Uh, yeah, but come on September 19th, White Plains Comedy Club. It's in uh, Z Prime Steakhouse, um, I believe is the building. But yeah, um, before again, before I get into my picks for, for this week, uh, I do want to shout out Frankie Becerra. Frankie Becerra, my good pal, uh, also a very funny comedian. He, uh, he texted me uh, when I was doing the, uh, the opening tracks episode with Nina, and um, he, he sent me his own opening tracks playlist, although he did self-assign some rules because he, he decided he didn't want to put songs from his episode because he had three opening tracks on his podcast. And he also, um, he also said he didn't want to put Ultralight Beam because that was in mine. Um, so, he, uh, so he sent me his. I just want to read his really quick. There's some good picks on this. 
uh, some stuff that I wasn't totally familiar with and some stuff that I was or some things that I rediscovered. So I'll just read through his playlist really quick. These are Frankie Becerra's opening tracks. It's uh, If You Know, You Know by Pusha T, Tennis Court by Lord, uh, which I didn't know was an opening track. I'd, I'd listened to that Lord album a bit, but it never really struck me the same way that melodrama did and i think that 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 is a pretty badass opening track he frankie texted me and said i think i would have done tennis court instead of uh green light but to each their own uh next he did dark fantasy by kanye west uh into supermodel by SZA. i i think that those really fit really well he he chose dark fantasy as a substitute for uh ultra light beam and funny enough i almost chose uh dark fantasy as my Kanye pick on my last playlist but let's keep going Sober by Childish Gambino was his next pick Sugar by Marin Morris uh, also came up which uh, Marin Morris he was on his uh, uh, it was on his uh, podcast episode um, and next up was London Calling by The Clash you'll hear more on that in a little bit <laughs> um, Loser by Beck Birthday by Selena Gomez. And this was the song that I most enjoyed was Mexican Wine by Fountains of Wayne. I had a really basic understanding of Fountains of Wayne um, where I really only knew um, Stacy's Mom and Hey Julie, which both great songs, but uh, but he, he sent me that song and I, I was like, oh wow, this is actually really cool. And he, Frankie told me to check out the rest of that album and I didn't get a chance to because I was flying to London so I could only save so many things onto my phone, but I will definitely be looking into that Fountains of Wayne album. Something else Frankie did that was really cool and did inspire one of my picks on this week's playlist was uh, he said pretty much right before we met every week for a year, he tweeted about a different album and shouted out like some of the most popular tracks, but also some of his favorite tracks. Um, and like w I noticed one of them was like the Fountains of Wayne you know, one that he had that I, I thought was really interesting was All That You Can't Leave Behind by U2, which I think is a very underrated album, um, even though I also kind of acknowledge that a lot of U2 fans aren't crazy about it, so I thought that that was funny and cool. Um, but he also had, like, London Calling by The Clash. He had, um, he had I think he had a Childish Gambino song. I wish I should have just pulled it up, uh, but I didn't. But uh, you know, a lot, a lot of cool stuff. It was, it was fun getting to read through that and check it out. Um, so yeah, I really liked it. I am gonna have a sip of seltzer right now because I have a cracker in my throat. So I feel like I'm dying. Hold on a sec. Ah, love seltzer. I should keep the cap off because, uh, because. Yeah, that uh, I will definitely be needing another sip since I am talking into the void. Anyway, let's uh, let's get into this. So, uh, a little bit of background before I go into my uh, playlist this week. I was in London, um, this past week, this past weekend, uh, that I'm recording this. This this will go up a couple weeks from now, but it was my girlfriend's birthday, and she's living in Switzerland, so <coughs> I flew out to London to go see her um, and celebrate her birthday with her, her family, and it was great. It was beautiful. It was awesome. Um, so it was a lot of fun. 
and a lot of this is just stuff I listened to on the plane there and back, although I, I did really sleep, and, you know, a couple of other things that have come up since then. Um, but yeah, so, you know, it, London was awesome. We went to uh, camp. I'll get into it. Uh, my first pick for the for the London, I'll, I'll do a transition from Frankie's playlist. It was uh, Lost in the Supermarket by The Clash from the album London Calling. Let's listen to a little bit of that right now. <laughs> in the supermarket by the clash um this was a song that frankie had shouted out on his uh his albums thing his albums thread on uh twitter and i I was really happy to see it because this is one of my favorite songs by the clash ever i i got into this when i was younger um my buddy john donnelly also loves the clash and he had like the essential clash on cd and it had this song and we we just thought it was so funny that there was a uh, there was a song, excuse me, um, called "Lost in the Supermarket," where he's like, "I'm all lost in the supermarket." It, it's it's so funny on paper, but like, it's it also just shows how versatile of a, a band the Clash was in London Calling you know, was an album I put on my playlist that admittedly I, I only minimally explored, but it was an album that I put onto my playlist for, for things I wanted saved on my my phone while I was in London because, <coughs> like, I, <laughs> I, I wanted to land in London to the song London Calling. Um, and I like... I don't know. I I just like this song because it's kind of like it kind of sounds like the Smiths. And like it's a little melancholy and it's a critique on consumerism, which most punk songs that I like do do those things. And so, I don't know. It it's it's just a great song. I'm all tuned in. I see all the programs. I save coupons from packets of tea. I've got my giant hit discotheque album. That's so cynical and, like, you know, just kind of, like, sarcastic. And I love it. I don't know. I love it. Raise a toast to St. Joe Strummer. Um, my next pick for this week is Music of the Night from The Phantom of the Opera by Andrew Lloyd Webber. Let's listen to a little bit of that right now. Darkness stirs and wakes imagination. Silently the senses abandon their defense. So I used to really love Phantom of the Opera. Um, back when I was in high school, it really it really w- was a formative musical for me, but I'd never seen it. I'd never seen it live. I'd seen the movie a handful of times, and I like the movie, even though yeah, I know that it's 
it's shit, but I, I enjoy it. What can I say? Um, but, uh, my girlfriend's parents, they're very sweet. They, they took us to see Phantom of the Opera, um, which uh, admittedly I'd kind of steered my girlfriend when she was like, let's, let's pick a show to go see. And I was like, I don't know what's in the West End. <laughs> uh, but we went to see Phantom, which is the longest running West End show and the longest running Broadway show. And it, it's so well done. It was so great. We had a great Phantom that really stole the show. My girlfriend thought our Christine looked a little cross-eyed and a little dumb. and <laughs> But I, I thought she was great. Um, and it flew by. And I mean, admittedly, there's like 10 songs I could have picked from Phantom. And I, I was a little tempted to choose Down Once More because I, I really love that sequence in the movie and it's really kind of dumb, but it's not really a song. So I chose The Music of the Night, which is just like a sexy song, really. It's, it's really just kind of like, hey, we're, we're going to bang, right? We're, you and I, we're, we're totally fucking, oh, Peter Clark Deutsch sent me, no, I don't know, uh, Peter Clark Deutsch sent me a message just now, so, and I decided to read it, because it's my podcast, and I'm alone, and I'm lonely, anyway, um, so yeah, Music of the Night, it's, it's such a great song, although, I was a little taken aback, because if you go to see it, you'll know that as the song ends, there's a pretty abrupt change, where the phantom goes over to his, or uh, not orchestra, his organ, and he starts banging out notes, and it's really loud and, you know, bothersome. And then the monkey music box plays. And I figured, like, maybe that was something that only happened live or that would be the next song. But it wasn't. It was the song. <laughs> it was part of the song on the track. And it makes sense that it would be there. But it was so jarring when I was walking the streets. And I was like, what the fuck is this? What Because uh, I, I admittedly didn't really listen to this cast recording all that much. I listened to the movie version because I liked it better because I'm stupid. Um, but yeah, Phantom. Phantom's so good. Uh, I like so, you know, the, the swinging chandelier and all the, the effects and the Phantom coming down from the raft. It's so fucking cool. Like, I don't know. It's... You know, what it lacks in plot, because it is just a love triangle, it makes up for in everything else. It's it's so cool. I recommend. I want to see it on Broadway, although I imagine it's the same. Anyway, let's, uh, let's keep moving forward. This next song has nothing to do with London, but uh, I put it on because I admittedly haven't really do dove as deep into this album as I would like to and it is No Halo by Brock Hampton let's listen to a little bit of that right now I'm going If I gotta take the Trying to get that call up in your head again, Montana, Atlanta. Maybe I should just go mosey my ass over no to your house. Brock I, I really like Brockhampton. I really liked the Saturation Trilogy. I enjoyed Iridescence. Um, had a lot of good things to say about that. And I, I've been digging Ginger, really. It's it, it The singles really didn't hit me, but the, the album as a whole is really good. And I think that No Halo is just a great 
bummer song. And I mean, everyone says that this is a sad record and god damn, more like God's special mess. Never had no halo. Trippy, I can barely hike it out of bed. Bummer. And but God, it's so emotional and it's so good. I think that I, I think that Brockhampton really could be something great. And like, you know, I wonder if they're just doing the Tyler the Transform Tyler the Creator transformation really quickly. But uh yeah, I'm thinking about maybe maybe going to see them on their upcoming tour. I might wait though. I don't know. I feel like they're gonna put out another record soon soon enough. So who knows? Um, and I am going to see Tyler, the creator, this week uh, on September 12th. This will be out much later than that. But, uh, yeah, they, they just remind me of Early Odd Future, and that's what those first few records did anyway. And now it kind of it's, – it's very much a sound of their own, and I think that that's amazing. But it's kind of taken the same transformation that Tyler did between um, – Cherry Bomb and and Flower Boy because Flower Boy was such a drastic shift and you know Iridescence was kind of a fun record like even though even though it had its serious moments it wasn't it wasn't as sugary sweet as the Saturation trilogy was it still had this like sheen of being a fun record and then this is just. keep moving along next next song is a song that i put onto my i i just dump full albums onto my playlist when i'm flying just because i'm like i don't know what i'm gonna want to listen to and uh i put on the album goodness by the hotel year and my next pick is piano part two from from goodness um admittedly i'm still a little bit salty that uh nina shit on the hotel year on opening tracks and uh, i'm really upset about it so i showed them a lot of love because because you can't be talking about my boys like that they're they're my they're one of my favorite you know that's one of my favorite records i don't know if i could say the hotel year are one of my favorite bands but home like no places there um, it, it's one of my favorite records. Um, and I think that I think that it's great. I, I don't know. I think that this record's okay. Admittedly, it doesn't it doesn't hit me as hard as Home does. 
but I I still think that this is intense, and I think I think Soft Animal is the easy pick for for the best song on the album, quote unquote. But I I still really like this, and I like Christian Holden's lyricism, and it's really kind of poetic. And I almost want to sit and read the whole thing, but I won't. I'll just decide on a good verse. Um, you know, it's, I don't know, it, it's so easy to to get lost in home like no place there is because it is such a sad record and it's a record kind of about surrendering, it feels like. And goodness is really positive. And like, my eyes greet hers and hers do mine and then the room becomes her shrine. An older man sets herself straight and then she smiles with 88, remembered loves and morning suns until her woven heart was sung. Her fingers dropped like falling rain, the entire room awash with the sustain. You always said that you don't dance, but then a heel turned to a shadow stance. I'm wrung like sudden cloth, and the autumn leaves turn over across your floor into the hall, and I've declined into a crawl, and you decompress and fall away, but this floor is raised on the beams of trust, and there's room enough for both of us, so stay, sustain. There's, uh, it's just such a good record. Um, brutal album cover, all the naked old people on it. I like how it's blurred out every fucking place i'm glad i didn't buy it because i don't know how i would have explained my mom hey look at all these naked old people um but yeah it's i don't know i'm i'm very excited if the hotel year comes out with lp3 if not this year maybe next um maybe they could kick interrupters off the hella mega tour and they could take the place hella mega was announced today the day that i'm recording this and it's it looks fucking amazing. I'm very excited and very, uh, very nervous about buying tickets. By the time this comes out, I'll probably have an idea of whether or not I have tickets or not. But let's uh, let's move right along into my next pick, which is "Moment" by Pine Grove. Let's listen to a little bit of that right now. band um there 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 was a lot of controversy when pine grove returned because of the allegations made against uh i can't even remember the guy's name evan stevens hall evan stevens hall um which were self-confessed almost to some extent i don't know he that that whole situation was weird i talked about this a little bit in atwood and how it kind of tampered with my enjoyment of this record of uh not this record of skylight um which i think would have been an album of the year pick for me in 2018 or whenever it was supposed to come out um originally 2017 whatever um but then the fact that it was delayed a year and i don't know it just didn't hit me as hard but they're back now with this song moment that's very exciting um, and I just like the chorus of I'm scared to know because it's, 
you face a lot of difficult things in life and you're really unsure of a lot of things and saying you're scared I don't know it's one of those things do you ever confront your emotion do you ever like do something scary I don't know you know that scene in Pulp Fiction I know I'm asking these rhetorical questions into the void but you know the scene in Pulp Fiction where uh, where Samuel L. Jackson tells John Travolta, he's like, well, if you're scared of the answer, don't ask the question. I think that this is a song about how we, we kind of tiptoe around questions we need to ask. And I think that that's, a, you know, it fucking sucks. It really fucking does. And like, I don't know, I remember I was nervous about emailing a, a writer that I admire and, you know, I had friends... Uh, Sean Barry, Frankie Becerra, um, Renee Stanko, they they were all like, you have to fucking email this guy. And, like, you might not hear things you like, but, like, reach out to him. Otherwise, you're a fucking idiot for not. And that's kind of what this song made me think about. So, I, uh, yeah, it's, it's just a great song. I don't know. There's, I'm hoping that Pine Grove's third LP will be great because I'm ready to enjoy it. Anyway, moving forward. Next pick is Venice Bitch by Lana Del Rey. Let's listen to a little bit of that right now. Feel fun, feel love Fresh out of fucks forever Trying to Stronger for you Ice cream, ice queen I dream in jeans and leather Live stream, I'm sweet I'm not a huge Lana Del Rey fan I, I tried to like her when Born to Die came out And it didn't really do a whole lot for me And that kind of turned me off to her permanently until I heard Young and Beautiful from The Great Gatsby and Summertime Sadness was a big hit. But I checked out Norman fucking Rockwell because that's a great name for a record. And and I do like Lana's aesthetic and like I'm kind of on board with her to some extent. And I think that this is a... Uh, I think that this is actually a pretty good record the more I... The more I listen to it, it's it's pretty cohesive, and it may not be 100% my style, but I still think that it's very good, and I think that you need to listen to it all the way through to fully get the real effect. Um, but really, this song, I just love the melody. Uh, Atwood just ran a, a roundtable that I'll put in the, the description, um, where, w- you know, we, we just did a Norman fucking Rockwell roundtable. Um, and admittedly, I didn't feel like I had a whole lot to say. I, I'm not totally stoked on my answers. This isn't like the Taylor Swift round table, but you know, I, I, I said my piece, you know, and I, I just think that this is a great song. It's, it's long. So if you're not on board for it, you won't like it. But if you buy into it, it's really cool. And I don't know. I just think it's. It's entrancing. It's hypnotic. It reminds me a lot of 
hearing Young and Beautiful in The Great Gatsby and like being blown away by that song and being like, okay, this is actually pretty fucking awesome. So let's, uh, let's keep on rolling along from there. My next pick for this week is Goodbyes featuring Young Thug by Post Malone. Let's give that a listen right now. Me and Kurt feel the same Too much pleasure is pain Michael spites me in vain All I do is complain She needs something to change Need to take off the ass So fuck it all tonight and don't I really like the Post Malone record I might write about it for Burger a Day If I get a chance I'm really fucking busy over the next couple of days But I, I really think that this is I really think this is a pretty good record You know, it's it's a hip-hop record, but it's really a rock record, in my opinion. It's it's long, so, you know, it kind of has that... Is it actually even long? I don't even know. Maybe I just think it's long. I'm going to... I'm going to check that out, see what it uh, what its runtime is. But, um, yeah, it's 50 minutes. It's, it's not crazy long. I shouldn't have said that. Um, but I think that the fact that, like... Emo rap is is big, and there's a lot of different rappers doing interesting stuff. But I think that post, you know, if if emo rap is huge, and let's say Lil Peep was like brand new in the sense that he was like a critical darling and really interesting, and you know, prob if if he if he hadn't died, he probably would have gone on to big things and critical acclaim the way that Brand New had before, you know, all the allegations came out against Jesse Lacey. I think that Post Malone is probably a little bit more akin to, like, a Fallout Boy or a My Chemical Romance, where he might not have the same critical respect, but he does have the same amount of respect amongst fans and like there is a scene and he makes good great art and I think that goodbye is goodbyes sorry is just pure emo rap that second verse where he's like we're both acting insane but too stubborn to change now I'm drinking 80 proof in my veins and my fingertips stained looking over the edge don't fuck with me tonight you know, there's a lot of pain in this song, and I think that that's great, at least in terms of, like, the lyricism. This whole album is really good. I was really tempted to put the song that Ozzy's featured on, but Hollywood's Bleeding is such a cool record. I don't know. I feel like I joked about this on Twitter where I said Post Malone released an album that rock fans are going to say, I respect that guy so they can continue to hate other rap music while they only listen to the Foo Fighters and Nirvana. And I mean, admittedly, I think the only rapper that kind of occupied that space before was someone like Eminem because people were just blown away by like his lyrical dexterity and like the fact that he could say all these words in such a short amount of time. I think that Post Malone, you know, kind of has more of an emotional appeal but I think and I think that he's got a good voice 
And I think that that's going to resonate with a lot of people that like just like rock music. You know, my <laughs> my dad checked out the song with Ozzy and he said it wasn't bad. So, you know, it's it's all good in my book. Goodbyes and Young Thugs versus Dope. I, I got to check out that new Young Thug record. Um, but I, I really liked Young Thug. It, it was just cuts through, you know, it's hard hitting. It's it's great. Um, but yeah, let's move on to my penultimate song for this week um this is going a little bit back to the london theme it's song for rosemary by steady hands from the libertines let's give that a listen right now So I've been Googling the lyrics and the wait time, and uh, this is the first one that actually didn't show up on Genius when I looked for it. But uh, this is a song by Steady Hands. Steady Hands is the solo project of Sean Huber, uh, who was the drummer of Modern Baseball before they went on an indefinite hiatus. Um, I've actually seen Steady Hands live one and a half times. I say half time because the first time I was blackout drunk and I probably ruined the show for a lot of people that were there and I am sorry. That fucking sucks. But um I I really like this song. I really like I really like a lot of their songs. It, it you know, modern baseball is peak emo revival, but Steady Hands really has more in common with like the Gaslight Anthem and the Menzingers than it does with like American football. I think you know, Sean Huber takes a lot of influence from like guys like the Hold Steady and and like the Menzingers and Bruce, and he creates these really kind of like gritty, grimy punk songs that have like this heartland rock feel. And I I think that song for Rosemary is is a cool ballad with that touch, and it's got like a great like saxophone solo in it, and it's a song just kind of about. <sighs> I assume it's about him going to his his home, not his home, his, see, this is where it's fucking hard. The, you know, the, the place where his his family is from in, in either Ireland or England, I'm, I'm not totally sure. Or no, Ireland. He talks about going to Galway. What am I fucking talking about? I'm a fucking idiot. Um but it's it's just such a fun you know he 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 generally does just fun songs that you want to mosh and you know get drunk to and this is a song you want to get drunk to but it's not the it's not a song that you want to like fucking throw down to it's a song it's more contemplative you know you could very much picture him like climbing up a hill you know, looking at a grave and being like, oh my God, look at all the, you know, it'd be a real emotional moment in a movie. It's like, it's like when they show Luke Skywalker at the end of The Force Awakens, which I don't fucking like because Star Wars is a shitty movie. I don't care what you think. Um, but it, it's kind of like that sort of like cinematic quality, but it's also like just a punk song, you know, that it, it I, the version that I have on my playlist is from the, the album, uh, the compilation album Rude Boys of Bar Rock, which like goof these guys wear Hawaiian shirts on stage. Like, you know, it's not it's not, you know, gr 
gritty gaslight anthem, you know, aesthetics. You know, it's it's just sort of like a guy having fun, but also this is the serious song, you know. It's kind of like, you know, they're kind of like Bowling for Soup, and this is a little bit like When We Die. Although the songs they do are all generally serious. They just seem to have fun doing it. Um, but yeah, I recommend, you know, maybe cracking open a beer and listening to this song. Um, this leads to my last pick for this week, which is America, You're Freaking Me Out by the Menzingers from their upcoming album, Hello Exile. Let's listen to a little bit of that right now. Actually, as I'm recording this, I'm interviewing Greg Barnett tomorrow about this record, and I'm shitting myself. I'm really nervous because those songs mean so much to me. And I think that, I don't know, the, the whole album is great. I've had it for, for a couple of days now, and I've really gotten to sit with it and enjoy it. And, like, you know, people don't, you know, you guys don't even know what you're in for when, when the new Menzingers album drops. It's so great. I want to include one of those songs, but you won't be able to hear it at the time that I drop this. But it's coming out soon. So, like, I think it's, like, the first week of October or so. So, like, you know, just to pre-save it on iTunes or Apple Music or Spotify or wherever you listen to music. It's such a good record. It's You will not be disappointed. And, like, if you like classic rock, it's a good record for that. Um, America, you're freaking me out. Is is the album opener? It's so cool. It's it's intense. It's political in a way that's not preachy. I don't think, in my opinion, um, you know, I do think it's very honest and real, which is what I like in a political song. I don't like, you know, hyper specific stuff. There, when like Trump first got elected, I I subscribed to the thirty songs, thirty days. I paid the thirty dollars or whatever, or the 100 songs, 100 days, whatever it was. And I like uh, some of the songs. Some of the songs were very good, but some of the songs were pretty bad. You know, they were just like, oh, you know, let's make fun of it. And, you know, fine, make fun of him. You know, I think that that's good. I think that's important. But I also think that, like, you need to have substance to it. You know, you can't just reference things and be like, look at this. You know, so I, I do think that this is a much more confrontational song in the sense where it's like it's got a line where he says what kind of monsters did our parents vote for and I think that that's great just because it's like he he's just kind of like what exactly is going on and like you know that's a real thing we've had to confront and he talks about that a little bit in his Kerrang! interview 
and I, I hope I get to talk to you in a little bit about this. I've only got 30 minutes tomorrow, but but really listen to the new Men Wings album when it drops. It's You won't regret it. It's so fucking good. Um, and yeah, and on that note, I that those are my nine songs for this week. Uh, you can listen to the playlist on Apple Music and Spotify. Search James Crowley's Infinite Playlist. Please subscribe to the podcast. Please tell your friends about this. You know, I, I've started adding the song clips, and it's fun, and I'm really enjoying this. And, you know, I, I love talking to people about music. And, you know, and if you make if you make a playlist based on any of these, please send it my way. I'd be, you know, I will totally read it on a solo episode in the future. Or, you know, at, at the very least, I'll check it out. If I hate it, you know, I'll, I'll shit all over your life. But, you know. That's all the fun of music, isn't it? But yeah, you know, send me, send me your stuff. Send it to me on Twitter, Instagram, you know, or email James Crowley's Infinite Playlist at gmail dot com. And yeah, thank you for listening, uh, and I'll jam out with you next time. <laughs>